What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Run Your Mouth podcast. Probably the last episode being done from in front of the books. Losing my mind trying to put this studio together, but my God, is this some high-end fancy stuff that we're putting together. Uh, Gene Gene Epstein episode is fully edited. I wanted to get it up this morning and technical difficulties with exporting. But listen, you guys don't want to hear me whine all day about how I was up all night trying to export files, trying to get them loaded up. You don't want to hear these things, so I'm not going to tell you these things. I'm just going to let you know. There's a there's a lot of content coming out this week. We got this episode right now. Hopefully, the last one from uh, from this setting. We got the Gene Epstein episode coming out, and then I got David Column on Friday. So packed episode. Uh, guys, all sorts of tour dates going to be up soon. But next weekend, I am out in California. Bree Improv with Davy Smith on Saturday. That's going to be one show at a big old setting. And I'm doing more shows. Sam Tripoli, he's got a show Friday night. I'm going to show up uh, for that, hang out, probably do some time. And then on Sunday, we're bringing back Porch Tour. It's not Porch Tour, but it was was supposed to be Porch Tour. Me and uh, Brian, we're going to do a little uh, live podcast. Uh, going to do a stand-up show. I'm going to get hammered and then take a red-eye flight home. And then, you know, th- th- this thing's going. Vacation time is over. It is a new year. We're getting back on the road. We're cooking on new jokes. We got new episodes coming out. And we got a loaded run your mouth coming at you right now. Uh, brought to you by YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. Only place in the entire world that if uh, you're into the uh, Kratom products, you can get an entire kilo for just $60. All right, let's get into the episode. Today's topics. Firstly, we have what are Jews doing in the New York City sewers? Then we have which politicians with sex tape leaks from Epstein Island are most likely to land a reality show? Next, did vaccine injuries force Lloyd Austin to have a vagina installed above his rectum. And then lastly, aviation experts explain the questions you should ask your pilot before every flight to make sure your plane is safe. Guys, we live in a new world. You have to micromanage everything. You can't test anybody for, you can't trust anybody for nothing. That's the way that the life is going these days. You start showing up on a plane and you don't ask questions about the doors and whether or not everything's been screwed on properly and that thing goes down, that is on you. How many times have you shown up to airports and they're not flying a plane and they're telling you that it's bad weather? These people, they can't handle any logistics in any capacity. And what, you're going to trust them with your safety as doors just fly right off of their airplanes as their CEOs cry in interviews and say that because they were trying to hit their budgets, they were importing cheap chip from China? Who knows over the pandemic how many people that were experts weren't showing up to work and weren't testing the, uh, the airplane parts? From now on, you got to show up. You got to bring your own rulers. You got to bring your own levelers. You can't just assume that these people know what they're doing. It is on you. Each one of us has our own responsibility to grill that airplane pilot, to bring your own checklist. I mean, if you're not bringing your own checklist to grill that stewardess about the fact that the safety protocols have actually happened, are you even practicing your neuroticism? Are you going to be prepared for when government lies us into the next pandemic? I'm here. Warning the good people of the run your mouth enterprise that your safety is in your own hands. You cannot trust the government. You can't trust the aviation officials. And if you're flying on a plane, it's your own responsibility to bring your own flight safety checklist to make sure that that thing is going to operate in a safe fashion. Now, for all the people out there wondering what's going on with these Jews in a tunnel, uh, I'm letting you guys know that uh, I get advanced access to the news. You guys, you that's why you watch the show. I get the direct talking points from Putin. He writes up the, uh, you know, the daily week of uh, Russian talking points. 
And that's the most accurate information you can get. And sure, a lot of people, they don't want to look at it. A lot of people, they go, those are Russian talking points. That's what happens. But, you know, people like me, I want to be ahead of the schedule. I want to celebrate uh, living in the future and being right and giving you guys the information. And so here's what a lot of people don't know. In the next Olympics, uh, tunneling is going to be an Olympic event. And, uh, you know, the Jews, they're not just going to leave this to the Gazans. They see what the what these Gaza people are doing and they're realizing how much free real estate exists under New York City that we just haven't explored. How many buildings can we just be tunneling underneath and then claiming as our own? Forget dropping leaflets at the sky so that we can bomb your dwellings. Let's start attacking them from underneath and uh, occupying the territories. All right, let's actually uh, let's get into some news stories here. Uh, I do have some encouraging news because, you know, a lot of times we're watching the show. I'm talking about bear markets. I'm talking about things collapsing. And so, you know, for all the screaming, hooting, hollering, yelling that I do, telling everybody what they're doing wrong, it's time for a new segment on this show where we celebrate people that are doing things right. And so the first person that I would like to celebrate in an effort to encourage more of this behavior is people with tiny dicks getting naked in public. This should, uh, we should be hiring these people. And you want to talk about a government job? If you're under a certain size, a penis, you we, we should be paying these people to just start getting nude in public. You know, if men really want, ran the world, it would still be like the ancient Greeks with tiny dick statues. Every time you watch porn, there'd be tiny dicks in it. And that way, every single time we had an opportunity to fornicate, you get a lady whose jaw was dropping and going, my God, I had no idea. That's what we need in the world for the rest of us to feel better by creating, uh, you know, a mass propaganda campaign. If we can fool everybody into taking new medications, I think we can fool the woman into world thinking that our average size penises are actually very large size penises. And it starts with individuals like this who are willing to volunteer their body to Internet ridicule and hopping to fishing tanks at public uh, department stores so that the world can laugh and the rest of us can feel like bigger man. And so for that person who's probably on drugs doing a weird dance i salute you and encourage more people with smaller wieners to get out there and flash the world so that the rest of us can feel important and then here's another person that i would like to salute is uh this individual apparently shat himself on a delta plate listen you know I've, i'm going on a couple years now without uh you know an incident i've had some close calls i've i've had a couple times where i was driving my car like i was on a just done a robbery at a bank had some close calls, my friends, but I've been uh shit my pants free for five or six years, maybe longer. I can't even remember the last time I uh, but there have been some close calls along the ways. And I like people who will just defecate in public locations and protest the lack of bathrooms because it's something that we all experience. I mean, if they can start making two seats available for the fl- for the fats on Delta Airlines, you're telling me that they can't widen the bathrooms large enough so that if you need to take a shit, you can just take a shit. They can't do something better than those little pushy doors that barely close. We can't be getting I mean, with all the sounds that you make on an airplane of the, the engine roaring and all the air systems, we can't make ourselves like real compartmentalized booths that when you close in that door, you can comfortably rip some turds. And then even worse than that is sometimes you're going through the airport and there's a line. There's a line for how are there not enough stalls? How are we not incentivizing everyone to shit before they get on onto an airplane that sometimes you're like, fuck, I barely have enough time for this flight. You think I can squeeze out a dookie? And then there's a line in that bathroom. So if someone else wants to take one for the team on a flight that I'm not on and shit their pants on a plane, 
maybe if I mean, think about how many times that this could happen in a day before Delta finally realized, hey, we can't be changing our seat cushions daily. We're going to have to revisit this situation. We're going to have to either get rid of the food from the airports, which I'd be okay with. There's nothing more psychotic to me than when someone's getting on a long flight and they open up these giant meals. I, I look at these people. I'm like, how good are your stomachs that these people, they're when they're sitting in first class and they bring them these big old plates of uh, fancy but airplane meals? So to the guy who shat himself recently on a Delta plane, I salute you. And uh, for anyone out there who can uh, suffer the indignity of soiling a plane seat at high altitude, I encourage you to make this decision as perhaps we can put more pressure onto the airlines and other industries to uh, actually leave us with uh, better bathroom options. All right, let's uh, let's take a couple comments. It is uh, it is active in the chat right now. Things are happening. We've got uh, Mr. Rude Boy coming through with smooth or crunchy. Um, if you're talking peanut butter, I prefer crunchy. If you're talking dumps, I'd prefer a smooth one if I can pick. Um, Zeitgeist snowed in. Thanks for the new episode. You got it, man. We're cooking along. Tate Ekblau, Robbie rolling in with the scoop of the dirty mattress on the time. I don't know what the dirty mattress was. I think it, dude, I think it was just a dirty mattress. I think people are getting a little bit too excited by high school kids who, uh, found themselves a tunnel and there was random trash around, but you know, who, what do I know? Uh, some quack has dome, uh, just pumped up a pay grade. All right. I don't know what that means. All right, let's move on to our next story. What do we got here? Oh, I like this one. This was from the wall street journal. Uh, you know, you guys are going to see in the Gene Epstein article, uh, episode coming out with all the charts, graphs, and figures, the state of our economy, but here we go. Uh, economy averts one move faces another. I just enjoyed this quote. We didn't really understand why inflation spiked in the first place. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised that it came down faster than we thought too. I love that. Just, we have no fucking clue. So if things work out better, you know, we, we didn't know why it was going wrong in the first place. So why don't we just celebrate that it's actually going okay? We're flying through stories. Next one is Wall Street back landlord buys. Oh, I was going to do this at the end, but what the fuck? It's already here. Uh, Wall Street backed landlord buys 264 Las Vegas homes, a $98 million deal, even though Sin City has nation's worst housing shortage, as study shows corporate sharks could own 40% of all U.S. homes by 2030. Um, we need uh, a better way of tracking billionaires. We need a better way of tracking what Nancy Pelosi and people are doing. Why is it that uh, Bill Gates is uh, going up and he's buying all the land? How much cash are these people sitting on? Because uh, as I talk out of my ass on financial topics that are completely above my pay grade. So I understand you got people like your Clint's they're talking, Hey, you might see some deflation. We've been engaging in this quantitative easing. We're flipping it over to quantitative tightening for a little while. We were met doing massive spending. We're pulling some of that back as the COVIDs. And maybe you're going to see uh, less capital available in the system and prices coming down. It's a possibility. If anything, I, 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 I'm not holding too many physical assets. So, you know, I'm hoping for some sort of a reset here. Prices coming down, start scooping some things up. But I guess the reality of the situation is this is big gamble of where's the Fed going to place it's uh, going to start buying up assets and keep inflating things. And then you see people who are just trying to swallow up everything. And you do wonder, is this your last chance to own shit? Is this the uh, and you know what? Maybe the, the cooler heads just go, hey, it's all just little transactions and there's no major things that are happening. There's going to be no major collapse or no major uh, inflation and buying of assets by wealthy individuals. Uh, but I do see storylines like this 
And I do wonder, you know, for those people who are betting on some sort of a deflation, some sort of a reset, or is the other possibility that the Fed and the powers that be are just really invested in a system where they'll print us through whatever and you get to a point where you better have owned some assets because prices are just going to keep going up and whatever assets you're holding might ride that bubble. All right, moving forward. So I was reading this article in the uh, in the New York Times, and they were talking about that finally journalists got some access to uh, Gaza. And I guess the the only access that you can get is, well, there were some uh, people that were there. Uh, I, or All right, let's say focused here. We're seated down. It's a new year. It's 2024. We're not going to have all these ADD scattered brain moments. We're going to stay focused. So you got this, uh, they're, they're finally letting some journalists in and they're, uh, you know, reporting on all these collapsed buildings, but I guess they still can't get in there just solo to actually do it. So you got to take the tour of just being pointed to different things that were clearly Hamas. It's just some, it's the tunnel guy just walking around going, yes, and Hamas was here too. And we took him out. And then you have these other people. They're very happy that we removed the Hamas. And then over here, you see this residential home. It was filled with a lot of Hamas. And that's uh, that's where we're at in terms of Israel coverage. Next story. Scientists find about a quarter million invisible nanoplastic particles in a liter of bottled water. And here I was about a year ago. I stopped drinking my tap water. It's making me all lethargic. I was filled with gay thoughts. And I realized I had to make a change in my life. And so I'm uh, at first I bought this, uh, you know, fancy water filter thing. And then I'm reading the instructions and I gave up on that fancy water filter thing. It's sitting in my closet three years. Will it ever get installed? I don't know. And so every single day I end up getting hitting a point of pinnacle dehydration. I get lazy. I go across the street and I buy myself an overpriced gallon of water. These are the kind of things you can do when you're single and you don't want to put any of your money into the stock market or save for a home because you're convinced whatever you do is going to blow up in your face. You can constantly walk across to your gas station and buy overpriced water, convincing yourself that it's healthier than whatever your old building pipes are providing to your apartment, which is filled with fluoride and other government chemicals that are made to make you feel like maybe you're a trans person or trying to figure out why else it is that you're so lethargic. That's what they do. They corrode your brain with feelings of lethargy that then you run about uh, the windmill of other kind of chemicals, listening to pop songs with uh, high frequency bass sounds and other rhythmic tunes to just do anything to try and perk yourself up. But really, it's these, these chemicals in the water that I have zero expertise on and I know nothing about what I'm talking about right now. But with my lack of any insight or knowledge as to what was going on with my water that I was feeling poisoned, you convince yourself of crazy things when you live alone. I decided it was healthier to go across the gas station. I'll drink myself gallons of plasticky water. And you know what makes the plasticky water taste so good? It's that fresh plasticky uh, uh, taste. You guys all know what I'm talking about. I, I drink water out of a metal cup and th there's a difference there. It's lacking that nice little plastic texture that, um, you know, it adds like almost like a little bit of like a like a silkiness to the water, you know, just straight water. It lacks. It's just water. It's kind of boring. And, you know, it, but it, here's what I'm thinking at this point, as they continue to try and poison all of us. Maybe this is like working out where you're training your body how to better uh, how to better, uh, uh, you know, how to better decompose uh, chemicals within your own body. I uh, I don't know. How bad do you guys think all the chemicals and other shit that they're putting into our food and water supply is?
because this article was claiming that beforehand they couldn't quantify, but I don't know parts per million, parts per billion. I don't know how bad these chemical-y things actually are. You know what I think my next grift is going to be? Because I'm going to start going to the gym every day. I'm going to get myself, uh, except every time I do this, you know, I end up losing it. But I'm going to be the guy who comes in with like a gallon metal thing and fills up from the filtered thing at the gym. That's going to be my new cheap Jew move. Forget not running the heat. I'm also going to start saving on my gallons of water and avoiding the plastic, but then maybe getting the gym germ chemicals. I don't know how you escape cancer, people. I don't know how you do it. All right, moving forward. What else we got here? Oh, this is a fun one. We've got Trump plans to deliver a closing argument as you're all you're all gay. I totally didn't do it. My buildings are great. Everyone wants to do business with me. I get calls every day. I'm getting calls. Another bank. They want. They go Trump. Please take some of our money. We want to work with you. We want everyone to know that we're working with you. And I made all these people so much money, so much money. There you go. You don't even need to tune in. I just gave you his closing arguments. You know, typically uh, your lawyers won't let you make closing arguments, but uh, there you go. Trump's going to show up and he's going to speak directly to the jury. Let them know what's up. It's so fraudulent. This guy, this Jew, he's got it out for me. I'm pretty sure that's the uh, the New York case. All right. Trump federal election case. This one I thought was interesting. So there's a current uh, case going on about whether or not a president can even be found guilty for a crime at all. Now, the lawyers pointed out, but what if you call up the SEAL team and you go, hey, go go kill this other candidate who's trying to run against me. So it would seem like you got to be able to have a situation where a president can be found guilty of blatant crimes, because if you're saying that they're completely immune from crimes, well, you got a bit of a sticky issue here of don't you incentivize them just to act like a dictator at that point? How can it be that the guy in charge can't be found guilty of a crime whatsoever? Does that mean he can just call up China and go, hey, let me sell you Texas? I know that Texas belongs to the individuals over there, but just come in. Just come take Texas. You bring your military here. I'm not going to order my military to defend you. If the people of Texas want to fight you, it's yours. People go, hey, you weren't allowed to sell Texas. And he goes, hey, I, I, you can't find me guilty of committing any crimes. That's the way the rule works. So it does seem like that's a crazy rule. But then the other way to look at it is, you know, these guys commit crimes all the time. And if you have selective, uh, you know, enforcement, that in itself is just corruption. That just means that the machine gets to pick who, you know, everyone's guilty all the time. And as long as you're complying with the people who get to choose whether or not they're going to enforce the rules, then you're smooth sailing. But anyone can be threatened at any point in time if they're not actually, you know, going along with what the machine's looking for. And then I guess the machine, you know, they don't get prosecuted for lying to us about the expenditures that we need for wars and the whatnots and the taking the vaccines. But anyways, this I found alarming in terms of uh, I don't think presidents should just be off for crimes completely. And I think if you uh, aligned all the crimes of past presidents, uh, whatever Donald Trump did on January 6th in terms of riling people up uh, for the FBI to open up doors for them, I don't think that that's the crime of the century that of all the presidential crimes the last hundred years, this is the one that someone should be prosecuted for. And if you were wondering whether or not Donald Trump was going to get an honest trial, he was going to get a good judge. Uh, well, this I found alarming right off the bat. Um, where? 
Seems like I'm missing the part that, uh, all right. Judge Henderson pointed out that until Mr. Trump was indicted, courts had never had to consider the criminal liability of former presidents for things they had done in the White House. That was the, the, the judge's response was that, well, what Trump did was so bad that we never had to consider this be like that already sounds like a bad framing here. That already strikes me like an anti Trump framing off the bat that, well, yeah, usually we don't have to consider whether or not uh, presidents are doing anything illegal because no one's ever done anything illegal until this case. But now that Trump did these horrible things of this fake insurrection, well, that's why we have to actually consider it. Let's read it again. Judge Henderson pointed out that until Mr. Trump was indicted, courts had, well, I guess maybe this is technically accurate, that until he was indicted, courts hadn't had to consider criminal liability of former presidents. Uh, so it's true that none of the other people were indicted for crimes that they had committed. Um, and so this is the first time that a court has to consider it. I guess it's technically accurate. All right. Still, Judge Henderson, echoing one of Mr. Sauer's arguments, expressed concerns that allowing the election case to go to trial could open the floodgates to future former presidents being prosecuted for things they did in the office. In other words, if this is something that we're going to prosecute, it could be every time someone leaves presidential office, they're going to have to get prosecuted. Mr. Pierce, speaking for the prosecution, disagreed, arguing that Mr. Trump was, a, was an, uh, an aberration and that prosecuting him would not result in an onslaught of partisan indictments. Indictments, In other words, what he did on January 6th was so horrible that the fact that we're going to prosecute him, it doesn't mean that other, pro other behavior would be prosecuted because this stands alone as being so incredibly horrible. And so it won't lead to a path where people are constantly leading offices and then being indicted. He maintained that it has long been clear, at least since Richard M. Nixon accepted a pardon after resigning during the Watergate scandal, that presidents can be charged for crimes they committed in office. That is a fair argument. Um, now, it could have just been that that was preemptive. It hadn't been tested. And so as a grace of good measure, they gave Nixon a pardon so that, you know, if he played ball and he left his post and they unseated him from the Watergate scandal, they wouldn't prosecute him. And maybe that will be the way that they do it in the future, is that Donald Trump will get prosecuted, and then they'll realize that everyone could be prosecuted, and so every other person will hand down a preemptive pardon to the guy before him, and then the question will be, when you're in office, how bad of a crime can you get away with? What can you do on the last day that you get a, pre you get a preemptive pardon, and then they don't find out till later? All right, let's take a second and plug sheathunderwear.com. It's a new year. If you want to make improvements, if you want to get ahead in life, you need to start dressing better. You need to start feeling better about yourself. And you know how you do that? You go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo card RYM, and you get 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. If you want to have a more productive 2023, what you need is to no longer be dealing with your balls sticking to your legs, flopping around, feeling uncomfortable, shifting in your chair. Who knows how many hours of productivity you're losing to the fact that your nuts are uncomfortable. Or maybe you're not going to the gym because your fat thighs are rubbing up against each other and you don't like feeling like a fire is about to start between your legs and like you're going to have a rash for another week. So if you want to make improvements to your life, you want to feel motivated to go to the gym, you want to feel silky smoothness between your fat thighs, you want your balls to be comfortably separated from everything else and cool, you got to go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RYM, and you get yourself 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. All right, let's take a couple comments here. We got Senior Extraordinaire. Um... Maybe amputees need plastics for nutrients. Okay, fair enough. Uh, turns out when you look for something, you find it. Great system they have in place. 
That's a good point. Uh, Joe, 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 Joe. Hey, he said they need to be impeached and convicted for a crime to be intelligible. Oh, yeah, I did read this. This was, I think, later in the article uh, that the argument is he got to be uh, impeached. And I, I don't really know. I'm just repeating what you just said. OK, Runaway Slav, I got here late about to listen to Robbie on Fagus podcast. How will Gas Diggs own only elected official respond that is intended? I have no idea what the fuck that was. All right, let's take two more comments and then move on. I believe the argument is the president can't be indicted for what he did in office unless he was impeached by Congress and found guilty by the Senate first. OK, there you go. You guys are uh, adding some good insight. Senior extraordinaire sheath grows your dick by 27%. It's not accurate, but it does look bigger. Um, will Vivek win Iowa caucus? I don't know. All right. Yeah, you guys came with good comments. I didn't have a good response to them, but I uh, I respect it. All right. Here's the latest uh, from Wright Epps. Man falsely labeled as informant sentence. This is from the Wall Street Journal. A judge imposed a sentence of probation and community service. So, you know, we got people serving out long sentences and Ray Epps, the guy who was out there yelling, let's yeah, let's go into the Capitol. The guy who seemed to be the first one moving or telling people to move those lines. Uh, he is walking away with probation and community service. Jumping ahead. January 6th violence was not generated by the FBI. It was generated by people like me who supported President Trump and listened to his lies. Epps told the judge during the hearing. Doesn't that sound like a written statement? Doesn't that sound like something somebody wrote for the guy moving forward? I'm just, uh, I underlined the key pieces of this. Um, okay. The judge also credited Epps for turning himself into the FBI FBI two days after the riot. Is that normal to do to show up at the FBI and turn yourself in? I would think you would turn yourself up uh, telling yourself in a local police station who would even think to call up the FBI and go, Hey, what happened out there? got a little bit rowdy. So uh, I'm going to, who knew that everyone was going to be in trouble. Who would have thought I should call up the FBI and go, Hey, just wanted to let you know I'm out here. I'd like to turn myself in. And then here's the last one. The justice department has denied that Epps was an undercover agent and Bosberg said there was no evidence of that claim. Listen, guys, amongst the various things that we're going to be doing at Run Your Mouth Enterprises, uh, and I do very much so look forward to this new studio and uh, up in the quality of uh, what we're putting out for the good folks at home. Uh, I hope to grow this and, you know, maybe it won't be till I'm 50 or 60, but to get to the point where we can do some real journalism, because I would like to know the actual story of Rahab's. Aren't you guys curious of what this guy's career was? Did he ever work in government before? Does he have a military background? Does he have an informant background? How is this guy just living off the grid? How's that working out for him? Don't you guys, are you guys just like kind of curious? What is this guy's backstory? How did he end up there? Who did he interact with? Who was he in touch with on the day? Who did he have filming with him? Does it like, you know, I don't know. I, I'd like a 24 seven tail team on Ray Epps. And who knows? Maybe this is such just some tall schmuck who is out there telling people we got to go into the building. He thought it was funny. He thought it'd be a good time to get people riled up. And now he's got to live out in the woods. But it just seems it's a little bit like the Epstein story where you're like, it just seems like there's more clues here and none of them are overturned. And the big one would be, what's this guy's background, military background? Like, how, how did he, who did he buy? Like, what did he pay cash for whatever trailer he's using to now live in the woods? I don't know. It just feels like there's a lot of basic unknowns. Uh, all right. Prostate cancer treatment led to Austin hospitalization. 
that sucks. Like, you, you know, you, you got ass cancer and you can't just keep it to yourself. You got to call up the Bidens and let them know, hey, I got some ass cancer surgery thing going on here. I, I respect not telling anyone when you've got prostate cancer as an older man. You're out there. You're supposed to be. Listen, I don't even like this guy. I see him. He's out there. He's lying all the time. And he's, uh, you know, I think he was the last guy going out to Ukraine going, hey, we're going to get you guys more stuff here. Sometimes I confuse things in my brain. But, you know, you got yourself some prostate cancer. You're trying to be a big, tough general, dude. You don't want to let people know that. You're like, I think I can. If anything, that's what you want in a general. Some guy who's like, I'm going to muscle my way through prostate cancer surgery. I'm going to tell no one and I'm going to continue doing my job. I respect that. And listen, it, all you guys want this guy to do is approve more bombings, which I feel like if you're, you know, all uh, fired up because of prostate cancer surgery, it'd be like, yeah, just kill them. Just kill them. Just, just, just I don't want to hear about it. Just, just uh, whatever. What money do they need? Oh, we got missing funds at the Pentagon. I don't care. Just spend more money. That's what you need anyways. Is some guy uh, who's uh, all on edge who will just go, yeah, just spend the money and kill people. Isn't that, isn't that so? Well, what about this guy's job? Can he do with uh, with prostate cancer? All right. Couple of stories left here. Uh, nope, we're up to uh, videos. It's our YouTube uh, insane video theater, and here's our fixed first video, uh, which is uh, Bill Gates. Um, you know, if you've been trying to dodge, you know, the mRNA vaccine or uh, new technologies or new things that you know they might pump out into the world. If you didn't want to go out there and eat fake meat burgers, whatever it is in your life that you weren't interested in doing. Well, now you got this guy who's uh, changing the mosquitoes so that I guess at any point in time, if they wanted to get something into our bloodstream, they'd have a distribution system to do so. Now, sure, they say they're just trying to breed these mosquitoes to get rid of malaria, but I don't know. We, we trust in Bill Gates at this point. Are we trusting that they're not going to be putting something goofy up into that blood so that, you know, we're more addicted to the Microsoft operating system? Or that we're going out there and we're buying, we, we all of a sudden we need the cures, which are the exact uh, new medicines that this guy's rolling out. Or he just actually is the super evil villain, uh, super evil billionaire villain who is invested in uh, population control, wants to augment our DNA so that certain people can't procreate or just straight up just kill people. I mean, I guess, hey man. If you got enough money that you can build a lab and start experimenting on uh, changing mosquitoes, God bless. Uh, but in this one, I've heard more than one story about, you know, starting to fill up. Uh, it wasn't enough that they filled up the beef and the chickens with pro with antibiotics and whatnots. Uh, but now I guess for some reason, you know, if all of us didn't already have enough boosters in our blood, uh, they're talking about shoving that up into the cattle that we're eating. Well, the Gates Foundation has partnered with Dipit on a great number of things. And, uh... well, you know, I tested this beforehand. I had it all working. Everything was flowing. Among yeah, I can't hear. Well, the Gates Foundation has partnered with Try coming through my headphones again. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got good videos here. I gave that a nice intro. Okay, my speakers are working because I can hear that. Fit on a great number of things. And, uh, I can't hear that. Man, I can't wait. Hopefully the new studio just never have these moments ever again for the rest of our lives. Listen, there's a bunch of you guys in the live chat. Maybe you guys all want to like get together and like hold hands 
And maybe if all of you guys get together and you hold your hands um, and pray to whatever, uh, you know, higher power that you believe in, um, I'm going to try something new here. I'm going to try something new. Wait, did someone just say we hear there is audio? You guys can hear the audio and I can't hear the audio. That's a new one. All right. Well, you know, I already took it down. Hold on a second, everybody. Just hold on. And this is also why we go live, because then I don't have to edit this later. And I know some of you guys are just sitting in your car. It's tomorrow. You're listening to this. You're like, I wasn't there live. Why can't you just delete out this moment so I don't have to hear it and be more professional? And that's because that adds like four hours of post-production work. And you're like, well, I could do it faster. Yeah, you say that, but you know, you couldn't. And then it gets in the way of uh, doing more content and putting out the next episode. But everyone, just hold on. Just hold on. I'll replay it because I know what was said in these videos. This one I actually only watched in part because I was like, I like to watch this one fresh on the show. Hear about the mRNAs that uh, Bill Gates is going to shove up into some cows. Um, but the other ones, I think I know exactly what was said. So we can just play them and you guys can hear the sound. And I don't need the sound as a reference point and I'll still be able to comment on them. All right. So let's get this back up. Let's go. We'll do the settings back the way they were. So that you guys will be able to hear it. All right, I'm going to play this. You guys let me know if you were able to hear it. Watch now, I'm able to hear it, and you guys aren't able to hear it. Nobody can dispute the fact that we need... Oh, I think I probably just added that without sound. Hold on, hold on, everybody. We're, you know, things are coming together for us. Entire screen, share system audio share got it okay and if not i'll let you guys know afterwards so we got bill gates nobody can dispute the sorry, fact bill clinton that we need that we need oh yeah and what i love about that is uh that he Clinton talks so slow and he has so many pauses. There will never be a speech in the rest of his life where he doesn't have to deal with that. Unless the Clintons get way better at just killing random people, like not just people in their friend group, but they're actually get better at like branching out and they figure out how to get more people to uh, suicide themselves. Uh, but that's pretty great because it, uh, another pause. Uh, no, one. Uh, I'm going to pause. No, 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 no one say rape, <laughs> but he just, or he's going to have to learn how to speak faster. All these politicians that have been doing that slow talking thing with those big pauses, which uh, for some reason just kind of comatoses people into thinking like Obama. Also think about how slow these people talk and how many pauses they leave for people just to yell from an audience. You're a rapist. All right. Not next Nobody video. can. We have you know, Ms. Really Green from Georgia for this, Brian, but you really got to love Hunter Biden. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Just, uh, uh, excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. decided to show up Whoa. just to have a walk. How rude. <laughs> like, why do you got to show up just to have a dramatic display? I like to reclaim out? my time. Like, firstly, I even have, if I Irish exit from a party, you just leave. You don't have to make leaving about you. Other people are hanging out. They're having fun. You don't have to disturb their fun to be like, I am leaving this thing because I'm not really drinking. You people are boring me and I don't want to be here. You don't have to ruin other people's moments. You can just quietly just leave. But to show up to a place just to disturb it and leave, I mean, that's, uh, you know what it is? I, I've played it before on the show. 
But this is exactly that scene from God, the Godfather. And I feel like it is the best thing. It's Godfather 2 when uh, they turn the witness and he says they were threatening me. And so he no longer gives testimony. And then the lawyer stands up and he goes, this court owes us an apology. And the reason he does that is because he knows that he's lying through his teeth. He knows that they're completely guilty. But. It's like being an actor. What would be the behavior of an innocent person in this situation? You would yell at them for, you know, blighting your name without evidence, hauling you into court, making you look bad in the newspaper and accusing you of being guilty when you weren't guilty. That's what you got to do. You got to play the part. You got to think, what would an innocent person do here and play that part? And that's what Biden's doing here. He's pretending like this is so disgusting. We are going to walk out of this room. It's psychopathic behavior. It's you sit down and you go, what would an innocent person do here? And that, and you have to lie to that degree, because if you lie to that degree, it's a lot more persuasive than if you're pussyfooting about it. All right. I think I had uh one more story. Okay, for everybody. Oh yeah. We had uh talking about, you got to take the lie to the extreme is you have this video known, that was making I'm rounds. trying to get through this. Um, Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, please tell. Even the guy who was there with the tats is like, oh, shit, are you really going to cry right now? Do I really do I have to play along for this? Dude, the people on the news, they deserve some Oscars. Biggest bullshitter in media should be a new category at the Oscars. Best fake cry. Most uh, most overselling of a dramatic event that wasn't a dramatic event. I mean, these people, they scared everyone into staying home over COVID, and now they're crying as if uh, January 6th was the day that we nearly lost the country. Where is the Oscars for the biggest bullshitter in the media? When is that category going to come in? Let's watch a little bit more. He's just, he's so sad. It's just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. <clears throat> um. Do you think they get backstage afterwards and go, man, you really sold that. Good for you. Battle. Uh, all right. I think this is the uh, the last story for today. But we had uh, Fauci, I think, 16 hours of closed-door testimonies. I said beforehand, it's going to be entire day. I, I don't recall. I, I don't remember that. I can't. I don't recall. What was that? What? No. It, 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 someone said in an email. I don't know. I don't even write emails. Can I see it? Oh, I don't recall that. I don't know that either. I don't want to. Someone said that. Who would say that? But anyways, apparently, you know, he spent the whole day saying, I don't recall. I don't recall this. Firstly, I don't like the closed door testimonies because what do you need a big rehearsal? Both sides got to try and figure out what their damning moments are and try and channel to the guy, uh, you know, what you're going to come after him for the next day. Let's just do this shit in front of the cameras. Let's get it out in the open. And then I think it was uh, Zero Hedge. I think over a hundred times he was. I don't remember. I what I said that I don't know what gain of function. Who would fund the gain of function? We were blah 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 blah. But finally, you know, years after this guy was the world's biggest expert, the lack of character and the complete one eighty in personalities of from one minute being you can't even try. You can't. Why? How dare you question me? I am the science. How dare you question me? Because apparently you can't remember anything. Apparently, you're the world's biggest dumbass that there's literally nothing that you can remember. You have no idea how decisions were made. It's quite the 180. How do we speed this shit up? 
it did this is uh this got cut out of my end of year thing but i thought it was an incredible and this is just so government was uh i covered that story about the energy secretary who was out there and uh they couldn't even plan their propaganda properly that they're out there and they can't charge their electric vehicles. They got some baby or kid in a car on a hot day waiting to fill up and they're blocking the charging stations. And you know what she said afterwards by way of apology is that we exerted bad judgment. Isn't your entire thing that you guys have better judgment than the rest of us? Isn't that the pitch for your job? Is that you're better at exerting good judgment? And then you just get to turn around after, oh yeah, it was bad. I'm dumb. Well, then why are you in charge? Are you going to step down from your post? Are you finally come to the realization that you're actually better, not better at exerting judgment than the rest of us? And so maybe there shouldn't be centralized authority where you're specifically appointed to make judgments that the rest of us couldn't. Maybe there's a different way to do it. Maybe there's all of us just make our little decisions based daily on what we prefer. And the hive mind can make better decisions for us than you who just openly admitted that you're actually not good at making judgment calls. How do you just turn around in government, keep your job and go, yeah, it was bad judgment call. Your whole pitch is that you're better at making these calls than the rest of us. Or in this case, you were the God of science. Where's the God of science now when you can't remember anything? So this was from the uh, New York Post, and I appreciated this one. But amidst all the things that uh, Fauci couldn't recall, this one he could recall, that apparently when they were telling us about the six feet of separation, there was no science behind that. At some point, Someone just wrote it in and they're like, all right, I guess we're going with that too. It's like when you turn around and you're at a presentation pitch and there was something that got scrapped and someone else just starts saying, you're like, oh, all right, I guess we're including that here too. Here, this is from the New York Post. Dr. Anthony Fauci confessed to lawmakers Tuesday that guidelines to keep six feet of separation ostensibly to limit the spread of COVID-19 sort of just appeared without scientific input. Fauci 83 revealed to the House Select Subcommittees on the Coronavirus Pandemic that the six feet apart recommendation championed by him and other U.S. public health officials was likely not based on scientific data. There you go. I mean, this is the expert. The God of all science can tell you doesn't even know that it wasn't based on scientific data. He doesn't even know whether or not it was or wasn't made up because, you know, he is the expert. But that could have been a scientific recommendation or it could have just been made up. Uh, But remember, whoever's now in his post, that's the new God of science. So you got to listen to the guy. It's once you leave, it's something about when you hold the position. It's like the, the ring of power that you can disappear. If you hold the position of power, you magically are able to have clarity. It's like a thing from God that since we've chosen you to hold the seat of power, God allows you to have a mental clarity that the common man can't have. And so while you're in that position that no one in, you know, the general public appointed you to, but I guess we appointed the politicians who appointed you. I don't know. I, whatever. I'm just saying that the logic here is that once you're in the position of power, you have a clarity that no other man can fathom. But what happens is once you leave that position of power, you lose it. You lose that gift. It was like uh, when Thor had that hammer staff and then lost his hammer staff. I didn't really pay attention to those movies, but you lose it. And then you turn around. I don't remember. I, did I say that? I can't. I don't recall. Maybe that was science. Maybe we just made it up. But, you know, we just we kept pushing it. And, you know, maybe I don't even know. Here we go. Fauci 83 revealed to the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic that the six feet apart recommendation championed by him and other U.S. public health officials was likely not based on scientific data, according to who is also a physician. 
this was the same thing Mueller did, man. It's uh, hundreds of millions of dollars or $20 million, whatever it was. Hey, this is the expert. This is the guy that can unwind the whole thing. This is the guy that can get after it until you pull him in to ask him about what he was doing. And all of a sudden they've all been hit on the head. Suddenly everyone gets onset dementia when they got to show up in front of Congress. And it's either that's part of an ongoing investigation or I don't remember. All right. That is our episode. Thank you for hanging out with me. Uh, back Friday, we got a guest, hopefully from the new studio, new internet is coming in on, uh, tomorrow and I sprung for the good stuff. So, you know, we shouldn't have any more issues there. Uh, Gene Epstein episode coming out as soon as I can actually export it properly. Uh, I might just wait for Thursday at this point when I got the good internet in the other studio, cause it will upload a lot quicker. Uh, other than that, building out the new studio, uh, if for some reason I'm just floating out there because, you know, I, sometimes I put crazy things out into the universe and the universe just gives it back to me, which includes the studio space and, uh, building out the studio space, but I've got a lot of high end equipment and I really want this thing to have a full scale news look. Uh, specifically I have a black, the, the, the device equipment I really got to dig into is the, uh, stream deck and the black magic, and then interfacing that with Streamyard. I don't know if by some chance you're local to the tri-state area, you've got an expertise in that stuff. Maybe you're a retired old news producer. Uh, it's amazing. The professionalism of, uh, of the people who are in the run your mouth audience, uh, the doctors, the lawyers, the this, the that's the what other thing. So I don't know, maybe if this is actually your expertise, you want to come uh, by the studio and help me plug in some equipment, have everything up and running by next week, Monday, I invite you to do so. Um, probably not going to happen. So it just, I'm keeping everyone in the loop. You guys are my business partners here. Uh, Monday, we're going to be running from the new schedule, uh, from the new studio, uh, everything looks real crispy. The format will probably be somewhat similar to the way you guys see. I mean, the show format is going to be the same. It's just kind of the visual look of, uh, of it will be probably fairly similar. And then, uh, we'll be building out the graphic packages as we go to make everything look really high end and pristine. So that at one point in time, people are looking at it and they think, uh, the world's biggest production studios behind us. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, back, uh, with three more episodes this week and that's it later dudes. Have a great day.